Hey everyone, Wazoo here, and I'm here, Hello. I'm joined with my host, Colin. How's it going? Pretty good, have you, Colin? Just peachy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Summons from Gallifrey podcast, where we talk about classic Doctor Who. And this is season two, episode one, where we will be talking about the 25th anniversary special well, I guess it was the whole season was the 25th anniversary, but this one is a story called Silver Nemesis, which stars <laughs> Sylvester McCoy. Sorry, I thought you were going to say something. I was. I was going to say, have you seen it? Do you remember seeing it? <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing it. I remember seeing it. I, th I think uh, just before we talk about that, maybe we'll just sort of remind, or not remind, we'll actually introduce people to what our format what we're going to try out for our format for this season. And if you listen to any of the episodes from season one, it was mostly just me recapping every single story, which was a lot of fun to do, but it took me like days to make all the notes for all these stories. So what we thought we would do this time around is Colin and I would kind of meet beforehand. We would talk about our memories of whatever story we were going to be tackling, and then we'll go away and see it, and then we'll come back and discuss what we thought of it so i think that's gonna and be what's really great about this change is that i get to talk to eric more often now because he's not busy writing notes for watching the shows so totally <laughs> <laughs> i get to see my family a little bit more often and you know like it's uh yeah some of those like oh man like when i did the war games that's like a 12 part story and man that took that was just like binge it was like binge watching a whole season on netflix right so yep it's either the witcher yeah, or the war games so I was I binge watched all of those in order to catch up for that last that last <laughs> yeah. uh, episode for the season. So that <laughs> I right. know exactly what you mean. That's right. <laughs> so also part of this, I I just kind of thought of this tonight too, is that I'm not going to look up anything about the story before we talk about it. So I don't know what year it's in. I don't know anything like that. Um, I, I I'm only going from memory on on the Doctor and the Companion. I'm pretty sure it's it's Sylvester McCoy and Ace, um, Sophie Aldred playing Ace. So I think for that I know I remember for sure. But um, I I have seen it a couple of times, but it's been a good fifteen twenty years since I've seen it last. So, if I've seen it, I saw it once. You saw it once. Okay. Okay. If I saw it. So, hey, how about a, how about a little game then while we while we get started here? How about you try and guess what the plot of this story is going to be based off the title Silver Nemesis. Now, I suppose I could come up with some clues from what I remember, but maybe maybe take a crack at it first and then we'll Okay. Well, we'll go so, from there. Being the Silver Nemesis and and Having quickly looked them up just briefly while we were talking about which ones we were going to do, I know that it's about the Cybermen. Okay. And uh, so I'm assuming that they're going to come to the planet. They're going to try to take over the world and convert everybody to the updated humans. <laughs> and Doctor Who's going to swoop in and save the day. <laughs> <laughs> that's my guess. That, that's a pretty good guess. I mean... <laughs> I mean, that's only the plot of just about every Cyberman story, but yeah, it works. <laughs> it works. It works. Yeah. Um, I do recall that. I mean, you're right. I don't think it's any kind of teaser that or, or any kind of spoiler that it, it is about the Cybermen. 
um i do rec- i do seem to remember that this was like their first introduction in like a long time like ever since i think colin baker had a a cyberman story a two <clears throat> a two-parter i think yeah. it, i think yeah. it was attack of the cyberman if i remember the name right um and they haven't been seen since so this is kind of like their first reintroduction after a few years I'm just really curious what they're going to look like because I remember when we were watching through those earlier episodes when they were first introduced, it was, I mean, they looked like something out of a, some kind of horror movie or something. It was, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And so, you can and you can only and you can imagine like I mean it's kind of, I wouldn't say laughable like looking at them nowadays with like 2022 vision, right? But I mean, imagine turning this on in like the 60s or the 70s and not like not even seeing anything like that before on the screen. Right. Like kind of like the Daleks, you know, where it's, it's just like, wow. Like, I mean, they had to develop this out of thin air and yeah. Yeah. So if we were bringing somebody that was going to be the next generation of humans, what would it look like? Yeah. (laughs) Which I thought was really cool. Okay. So we, we got that so far. So given the fact that most well, many robotic with air bunnies, of course, robotic um, nemesises of the doctor, because the, the dialects could technically fall into that category as well. But given totally. that they actually title it out with silver, it makes me wonder if there isn't something that's going to tie in with another element being painful to them or or something. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of it's kind of one of those multifaceted titles because I mean it's the silver anniversary, yeah. So you've got that, and then you've got you know the Cybermen, which silver, and they are um, deathly allergic to gold. But yeah, oh yeah, there you go. That's it. Yeah, but but, yeah. but who knows? Maybe there's maybe there's another twist there. Um, yeah, I I think I remember a little too much about it to kind of drop too many clues because okay. it would totally spoil. So you you've re- so if you've seen it, you've only seen it once and you haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, and that would have been many years ago. Many years ago. Okay, so yeah, I won't I won't say any clues or anything like that. It's been um, I recall most of the almost all of the story, but uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I it I I, I oh no, see I can't, I can't say I don't want to say anything because I don't want to spoil it. Um, <laughs> Let's see what what what, uh, what else would okay. So, how about this then? Before we get started, um, what is your favorite Cyberman story? Oh, that's a good one. Um, what was the one? It's actually a more recent one. Um, it was where they um, they got a person who was a strong. Um, like a strong person in either in the military or or in um what's the unit part of unit or something um they got her and converted her and then she turned on them anyway um so she became a cyberman and then uh was able to come come out of it and um start using her cyberman powers against the cyberman at that point Okay, that sounds like a new who. Yeah, yeah, it's a new who. Okay, okay, that's yeah. yeah. I totally don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember. It wasn't Harriet. Um, 
there was a, uh, there was somebody else, and she may have been the head of the unit, and they were doing some experiments, and the Cybermen were coming over through that, and then they converted her, and then she didn't. She like she had good intentions for the whole thing, right? And so she um, was able to somehow get out of the programming, preserve some of her humanity. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I wonder if now that's interesting. I wonder if uh, like the last the last unit story that we get in Classic Who is called Battlefield, and the UN there's a UN leader there. Basically, the 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 unit. Um, the the main leader that the uh, brigadier Lethbridge Stewart used to be, uh, mm-hmm. like like she she takes over basically for after he retires, and but I don't know if she's related to him, if she's like some kind of like cousin, or if she's just genuinely um, like you know came up through the ranks and took over unit. So it'd be interesting if that was if that's the same character. I kind of doubt yeah, it, but I don't think it was. No, yeah. it was new new generation of folks. Okay. <clears throat> Um, but it's interesting you say that. So uh, you're bringing up a lot of the. I, we've talked about this before. I, I'm much more affluent with the new Who. Yeah. I saw a lot of the old Doctor, uh, but um, I didn't. I, like it would only come on PBS or something every once in a while, so I didn't get to see it with any kind of regularity at all. Okay. Okay. Um, we didn't have cable or anything, so I I, I didn't get to see it. Um, I I saw it few and far between. Uh, if I get up early enough in the morning or, or something, but um, the the new who stuff I, I know very well, and there's a lot of uh, interesting tie-ins back to old stories and how things like Unit got started and um, where their names came from and, and things like that. Cool, cool. Yeah, maybe I'll have to I'll have to hunt some of those down. Yeah, I, I um, I'm really happy to hear that actually because I I really did not like the. Oh man, I'm gonna screw up his name again. Um, Christopher Eccleston. Eccleston. There we go. I got it. Eccleston. Uh, right away, like one one of their one of the things that they were leading in the media buildup to the season was that they were totally just ignoring their their show history. They were it was it was like a reboot, almost a hard reboot of the entire franchise, and they they didn't you know they didn't acknowledge anything about the, the the history of the doctor until basically um like tenant took over from him right is like he yeah. came yeah so until tenant came on the scene then they slowly started to weave in the the classic history that the the show has but during That's the right. yeah during the first seat, like the eccleston's period it was like almost painful to watch because he would it, it, it was almost like you know he wouldn't he'd be tackling like the dalek like he'd be talking to the dalek there was one episode called the dalek and he'd be tackling that and just totally i don't know like just it the tone was off because you yeah when when you're trying to ignore you know 26 years of of the show history and then suddenly kind of selectively bring it back again then it it just makes it a little bit weird um okay but back to silver nemesis so Ace and the Doctor, what do you think about Ace and Sylvester McCoy? I haven't seen enough. Okay, honestly, I, I've only seen that last um, that last episode when they were um, I forget the name of it, but they were it was the Planet of the Cats or whatever. Okay, when 
survival and so, yeah 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 that's it survival so that and, and that was i thought pretty good but i didn't have enough um <clears throat> history with either one of them to like the doctor of course you have history with no matter what because he's a doctor but whoever his companion is if you don't have um it's hard to be uh what's the word i'm looking for um not committed but it, it really um I cannot think of the word. So you, it's it's hard to be involved in the in the character if you don't I, really know. I see. The okay. Very well, yeah. So like I, I was like, okay, it's another companion, and so I I, I don't really know. I don't have that history with her to really know um, how much that was or it wasn't her. You know. Yeah. No. And and yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, I think there's been a lot of companions where they just kind of hung them out to dry in, in a few ways. Like they, they, they didn't really fully flesh out the concept before they introduced the character. And then all of a sudden they, they've got someone new showing up and now they've got, yep. to, now they've got to figure out what to do, you know? And, um, I always felt really bad for Adric. <laughs> Matthew Waterhouse. Well, I mean, for a few reasons, but one of the main reasons was like, um, from what I looked into when I was doing, when I was covering some of those uh, episodes for the first season, is that they had this concept for Adric, and all of a sudden they've got like Logopolis, the first half of Logopolis is just the Doctor and Adric. And they were so worried, they were kind of so worried about the two of them alone together that they introduced, they decided to bring in Tegan. Right. And, you know, she's like, she's amazing. Like she's totally, but she's totally overpowering. Like as soon as she yep. shows up in the TARDIS, she's taking control, like taking over everything. Right. And, and Adric is, they, he worked really well with the doctor when it was just him and the doctor together. They played off each other really well, but he would kind of fade into the background yeah. when, when the others would show up. So um, it was a little bit unfortunate that they kind of just didn't give him a little bit more time to to develop a bit, right? And um, yeah. but whatever, it's <laughs> it's just interesting to watch, anyways. Um, okay, so so let's go off and watch Silver Nemesis. Excellent. For 25 years now, the Doctor's been shuttling through space and time. Ah, the Doctor's not getting through to them. The Time Lord returning to Earth to begin a brand new adventure, Silver Nemesis. I give you the fourth one. What is happening, my lady? You're leaving, Richard. Destiny beckons. This may qualify as the worst miscalculation since life crawled out of the seas and the sand. Doctor Who, a legend in his own time. Wednesday at 7.35 on BBC One. A legend in his own time. Yes. So that was the trailer. So. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, All right. So let's just get it out of the way. As I stated earlier, and I haven't heard the edit of it, but um, as I stated earlier, it we can't hold it up for its uh, production quality because if we do that, nothing's going to hold up. I know, I know. <laughs> I, 
I totally agree. I totally agree. And and I don't even know if it holds up on the story. Um, it had a lot of problems, I thought, but maybe maybe let's talk about it. Yeah. So I, I guess, okay, well, why don't we start overall first impressions? Okay. I, I rather enjoyed it. Okay. Um, my uh, beautiful bride fell asleep several times during it, watching it with me. But uh, <laughs> um, I think, honestly, on the story, yeah, there could be some changes made to it. But I, I think it could be, it could be done today. Could be um, done today. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of gaps. I felt like, and I don't know if that was supposed to be part of the mystique of the doctor, as you know, the with the question marks all over his shirt and. Right. And on his umbrella and everything and and he was well i know who the doctor really is well i know he's a time lord yes but do you know who he really is right right uh so it, i there were some gaps that i was like mm, i don't know and um i don't know the story behind ace calling him professor rather than and, and the doctor <laughs> um so she kind of went back and forth on that right right um so there were there were a few gaps in that and um, I thought they left it open well, so they could bring back the the nemesis in the future, and I don't think they have. Right? No, I don't think it's ever made an appearance again either. Yeah, um, I would say okay. Um, I'll try and and look at it from a positive angle. Um, I th- <laughs> well, I, I I think the one the one issue that I have with a lot of Sylvester McCoy stories, and it it isn't just Silver Nemesis; it's quite a lot of them, is that they they start with a pretty decent idea and if they just gave it a couple more weeks to work through some of these story issues and that goes for like quite a lot of them i in my opinion on in in the sylvester mccoy era because they they come so close and that like you can see where they're going and and okay this you know this might be a really gem like good gem of an idea and they just a lot of them, they just can't stick the landing. Like you know, in yeah, in, yeah. in this one, in this one, I would have just cut out everything with the with the neo Nazis. I think that yeah, was, that was completely unnecessary. Yeah, it, it was completely. Yep. Uh, it was almost ridiculous. Like, why are these, why are these people even here? <laughs> um, you know, and 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 it's it's in typical Doctor Who fashion. You've got, you know, like four people who want it, who think they can overthrow the world. Um, yes, and they're all trying at the same time, right? And <laughs> you know, like it's it's the, the 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 their leader calls themselves you know call themselves the Fourth Reich, and they have five or six of them in the room. And you know, if if one of them catches a cold, that's <laughs> they're going down. That's like twenty five percent of their force, you know, down. So yeah. um, it's yeah. I mean, it was it was. It, it was a little bit strange, you know, that they chose to spend, um, you know, I mean, they had a, a lot of location shots for the filming, you know, for their introduction at the mansion and all that kind of stuff. Like they had a lot of location shots and they, you know, they really, I, I was, I was really laughing when they were, the camera was panning over the, 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 the guy's desk and it was just, you know, every stereotypical thing imagery of yes. of the nazi era in in germany they had in that frame right i yep, mean everything yep. and it was i i just had to laugh at that like it was <laughs> <laughs> but you know uh like again you know like it it was it was a the start i think the start of a good idea i like the idea of um 
this this comet that you know the doctor threw out into into the atmosphere at some point um i think being an anniversary special like it did not definitely did not feel like any like yeah it. any kind of an anniversary special like i, I what what might have been really cool um like again if you had taken a few more weeks to to kind of drill out the story what if you know what if they had worked in something where he he found a diary and a previous incarnation of himself had done this had right. had had battled you know lady painfort and and ejected nemesis into space um and then which would explain why he can't remember anything about it right right that would make more sense because we don't really know literally how long we only know from like a time standpoint yeah uh, but yeah. that was actually brings up a, a a point in my head that i was thinking is like they did not shy away from any kind of corny joke <laughs> regarding time travel let me i'll tell you about it 350 years ago they get into the tardis okay it's 350 years ago so this is <laughs> yeah yeah no i agree i agree i um i had i had to laugh um and it was it it, it was kind of funny the um i did laugh the, the the scene i did like was uh when they they hitch a ride with um what's her face the american yeah. And she starts, you know, oh, I traced my genealogy back to this area. And, and it turns out, you know, it's a, a, a blood rival of Lady Painfort, something yes. like that, you know. So she was the most real character in yeah. the whole thing. The, the one from she was from West Virginia. Is that what it, it, it must be? Something like that. Right. I mean, they, they don't talk like that in West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was like a oil tycoon heiress or something that's right that that's right yeah. yeah no she had a uh a pretty small role but i i thought it was a pretty funny you know and, and they played it for 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 better for worse they played it straight yep. you know um her her companion richard that was his name right richard yeah 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 richard something yeah and yeah. and so you know he played it totally straight i mean like like so straight that he i mean he didn't even pause when yeah. he was dropping a lot of these jokes, you know, and yep, yep. so I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, no, and and, and I figured out how to hail one of these chariots. <laughs> the cars are going by. Um, so I thought that they overdid it a bit with, well, why aren't your bones here? Uh, so that was foreshadowing that she was gonna become the nemesis get absorbed by the nemesis that wasn't clear yeah that wasn't too clear they kind of left that pretty vague yeah uh and and it was it was kind of funny how um the cybermen were expecting her to be going insane from seeing her own yes her own grave grave and instead she was just ah, whatever you know yeah, whatever yep no that's a, that's a good point <laughs> I, I totally didn't that didn't click with me. You're right. That uh that they they foreshadowed that with uh Yep. With what they brought up there. Yeah. Yep. The other thing I noticed there was some editing issue because the leader of the Fourth Reich, um, if you er, earlier you have those two guys that came out and shot at them when they were crossing the bridge and then they stopped and fell into the water. Yeah. And um so those two guys had on the the headphones to look like they were partially in in uh, 
transition to become Cybermen themselves. Right. And so then later on, the guy in the Fourth Reich, when they captured him in the crypt, he was sitting there with the, the headphones on also, as if they were like in the process of trying to convert him. They were questioning him. Okay. And then a few moments later, the doctor shows up, or no, no, Lady, um, what's her name, showed up. Paid for it. Okay. Yeah. She shows up, and then he's suddenly fine, and the two of them get out of there somehow. Right. Um, right. A little bit of a continuity error. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I think I, I think I remember that now. Yeah. They kind of never bothered to. Yeah, it wasn't clear if that was an interrogation yep. device or a, like a brain melting. Yes. You know, you will become one of the Borg. That's right. I wonder if the Borg got the idea from this from from the Cybermen. I wouldn't be surprised. I in, wouldn't either. To some to some capacity. So on the Cybermen, I um I have my book, the the Vault of Doctor Who, and I looked back at all of the different incarnations of um the cybermen and so that was the last time we saw the cybermen until they they showed up in the in the new series yes and that look was originated in like 1967 or 1968 so that was the last time that they showed up so it was almost 20 years later and um it was exactly the same design uh for for their character because when they first came out you remember it was that god awful thing with the lips and, and yeah. it was mostly cloth looking the hoses um, and all that yeah there was like two more iterations of that costume before it landed on the on that design there were several episodes in the 60s with it and then the last one was in 67 or 68 and then that's the the same one that showed up in in that in that uh, silver nemesis episode well cuz they they also had the um the Peter Davison story mm-hmm. and i that's think right, that's right. And I think that was in the early '80s. Had to have been. Yeah, it had to have been. But it was still the same design. Yeah, yeah. So we have a new design now. They but, just rejigged, um, rejigged the voice to make to make it a little more menacing. Yeah, they just rejigged the voice again. Yeah. And they don't seem to have that hive mind so much. Yeah, they at least they don't act like it. And and I found yeah. I found that they. It was. It was. Maybe maybe I'm just over interpreting, but they. I also found that they. If you see Earthshock, maybe don't see it just in case it shows up on our random list. But okay. the a lot of the dialogue is like just like copied almost directly from that and and the Five Doctors special. Sorry, that was the one I was thinking of the Five Doctors special. So they show okay. up. They show up in that. And a lot of the lines are like almost one for one the same in this. So uh, I don't know if they were like trying to like give fan service, you know, and hey, remember when the Cybermen, you know, said this really <laughs> cool thing and everyone loved it, you know, let's let's kind of do it again. So, um, but you're right, you're right. They, did, they, they weren't really acting like normal Cybermen. It was just kind of like they, it, were, they were what? No, just that they were just sort of robots. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm I, one thing that I didn't understand was how they knew to be there for that event, and they're in space already. So couldn't they just scoop it up? Why did they have to wait for it to crash land? Yeah, I <laughs> maybe because they didn't have the elements. They didn't have the bow and the and the 
the arrow. But you're and right. And they knew that she was going to show up with the arrow. Yeah. Or the bow. With one of the pieces, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I, they there's, kind of, yeah, there's quite a bit of continuity issues in my mind because of things like that. So the bow disappeared and um, was supposed to be on display someplace, and then it wasn't. And then Windsor the Castle. Fourth Reich got a hold of it somehow yeah. because they somehow knew about it. Yet, back 350 years, she's there plotting to go forward and take care of all of these things in time because the nemesis told her in the past all of these things right somehow right and yeah so yeah it, it's like they they had tea or something i mean the from what it's yeah. from what it sounds like she had quite a long conversation with mm -hmm. with nemesis it wasn't and just, then and then wrote all of it down yeah even though she disappeared <laughs> so that the forthright people could pick it up and know know of its existence and know why why it was significant. Right. I did. I I am kind of kind of speaking of that or building on that. I am I am kind of glad that they didn't bother explaining much of that that whole time travel process, where they drink a potion, yeah. they hold the arrow, and bish bash bosh, they've warped ahead three hundred and fifty eight years. Yeah, exactly. They kind of just. Precisely. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> there was no uh, mucking about in hyperspace, as they say. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so the other thing I didn't understand was uh, it, they portrayed her as a terrible shot with a bow and arrow in the past, and then she gets into the present or the past present. Right. <laughs> And is suddenly able to hit all these Cybermen. Sharpshooter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're right. You're right. That, that I didn't clue into that either. Yeah, you're right. But you're totally right. I I wonder why Richard yeah. wasn't the one shooting. Well, he was, but he he's we've only got one arrow left. Quick. <laughs> what was he shooting at? Nobody knows. <laughs> so he's worse. He just panicked. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. And I thought there was going to be more to the safari thing. They had the sign up that said that this was like a safari land and like beware of the animals and whatnot. And then they only showed llamas oh, yeah. or emu. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's all the all the permission they could get filming. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I did love the use of a um, giant boombox. So he created a giant boombox for her to play the cassette. Right. She's really into jazz. And because um, <laughs> that's what kids in the 80s were really into. Right. Um, but then uh, the the part that kind of threw me a little bit was when they are kind of skip walking along, carrying this giant boombox that's like massive on their hip, whistling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the blue, and they're just going along whistling, and um, there didn't seem, to, yeah, there didn't seem to be too much. Uh, um, what do you call it? Like, like seriousness to it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the the doctor wasn't really taking anything really seriously at all, and except for the very end, you know, right close to the end when Ace suddenly gets very 
you know, oh my gosh, like what, you know, this, this is really serious. What we're, what we're about to face here. And, yes. And then she runs along. Oh, quick. Let me get my, um, slingshot and I'll, I'll just go out and bring in all the troops after me. They'll yeah. chase me and I'll shoot them down with the slingshot. You go sit there and mess around with whatever you're doing on that spaceship that we can't really see. <laughs> but I'm really scared and worried. Yeah. 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 No, there was a few issues. Yeah. A few issues, issues. aside. Again, I think the story could be reworked into something. Yeah. Um, I would have liked to know more about um, how in the world. Um, living steel from Gallifrey makes its way across the universe and crash lands on uh, earth only to be formed into a statue by a woman in the dark ages. Yeah. Excellent question. Excellent question. Um, I think I've read the novelization. I think mm-hmm. and I, if, if I have, I can't remember any kind of explanation <laughs> about that either. So I think that's a really great, a really great point. Yeah, they, um, there is quite a lot. And and I would say that this, this, at this, is, this is kind of the point in the Sylvester era where they start to, they start to build them up as this like 5d chess player. Yes. So this is, yes. this is the point where that kind of kicks in where he's, you know, he's instead of, just running around and and reacting to you know the situations that he's in and and coming out on top by the end this is more as you know he's he's carefully been placing pieces and uh and then this is just part of that game right and um yeah for 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 a few of the stories after this they they are doing a good job at at building out that imagery and building out that that kind of storyline for him so that it does slowly start to work um especially by the time by the time they get to uh survival with the cheetah people which so that's interesting because ace beats him at chess at the end (laughs) i noticed that yeah yeah so I don't know if, it, you know, for some reason he just let her win and why, we don't know, but. Yeah, yeah. And we'll never know. Nope. <laughs> I don't know if they've ever asked him during fan interviews, but who knows? Why did you let her win? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, and, and even, when so he's, else. even when he's playing with Lady Payne for it, like he's moving the pieces around on oh, the yeah. board, you know. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of. And who is that scholar supposed to be? Because I'll invent a flying machine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to change the world. Quick, let me kill you. Yep. <laughs> we need his blood. Uh-oh. Now we know where this is going. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they don't really, um, I don't remember seeing him as being any kind of significant. I'm glad they weren't like just name dropping you know, oh, it turns out he's, you yeah, know, Voltaire or something like that, right? And yep, and and the doctor did go back and and say, wow, he's actually quite a learned man. He was able to work this stuff out in a mere few months after I left. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Yep. Um, I thought that the boombox 
slash jamming device slash video display from outer space with a VR or augmented reality thing was pretty cool for the time. Um, having the, the bubble come up on top of it, that was interesting. It looked like they were pulling around some kind of a audio console from a recording studio or something. Yeah. Uh, when you, if you took a good look at it, but um, it was an interesting concept in there. Yeah. Uh, I no, didn't. I, liked it too. I, I thought it was very cartoonish when they went into the water and uh, he came up and spit out water like five minutes after they've dragged themselves out of the water. So they're dragging themselves out of the water. He's helping her up. And then they pan to him. Water. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you have done that earlier? Um, well, and 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 again, they they kind of. Uh, I mean, that was pretty good. That that kind of falls in line with with his. I mean, he he has a bit of a slapstick streak. Yes. To him, so that I think that was pretty cool. Um, but you know, again, like there's really no, there's no feeling of seriousness or something because they yes. just sit there on the bank exactly where. I mean, they weren't even, well, you know, they might come back. Why would people be trying to chase us? Yeah. Well, why are you still sitting there? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I asked, I asked that question of myself. Why are they just sitting there if there's no the people are shooting at them? Um, <clears throat> the other one was when they were uh, jamming in their jam session. <laughs> they were jamming the frequencies and they were laying about and uh, sw- switching hats and. Right, right. Yeah. Back to that kind of slapstick. Um, yeah. There was there was a lot of that going on through the whole episode. Yeah, so it was, it was hard to uh, um, with kind of those changes in tone. It was kind of hard to, you know, take take it take the material with any kind of seriousness at all. Mm-hmm. So, well, I don't know, man. If they um, didn't remake it, but they continued the story, I would watch it just to see what's happening with, did the nemesis explode? Did the nemesis live on? Because he, he said, the, the nemesis asked him at the end, "Can uh, so, and then you'll, you'll set me free. And he said, everything's imperfect still. Right, right. We'll see something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would actually be like an interesting follow-up to see. Because we don't really know what that imperfect means. Right. Right. Yeah, if they if if it if it means a defender of Gallifrey or yeah, something like that. No, you're right. Yeah, that would be kind of interesting. Yep. Okay, so what kind of what kind of rating would you give this out of 5? Out of 5, um 3 and a half, maybe. 3 and a half? Yeah. Yeah. I I think I would go for a three. I, it was, it was not bad, but it it as we kind of talked through a lot, it it did have some of its issues, and yep. it it was great. A lot. I mean, there's you can still see a lot of the chemistry between Ace and the Doctor, which is great. Um, in in their first meeting, in the season before this, is where when Ace first meets him, she refers to him as Professor, and that's sort of how it. It, he takes on that role when when he's sort of um, looking out for her. I see. So that's why she kind of she's only when she calls him the doctor. Supposedly, uh, what they've tried to do is when she calls him the doctor, then she's like really serious or really you know like 
the gravity of the situation is is hitting her but uh, when she's you know uh, every other time it's just professor professor i see so that makes sense so yeah that's uh silver nemesis excellent cool good that's, choice. yeah good, i think it was a good start i think so too that's one under the belt and yeah, yeah. that that's it for me oh what uh, do we have any uh, place for people to reach out to us? Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you Just brought wondering. that up. Just wondering. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Colin. Yeah, if you send an email to mailbag at summonsfromgallifrey.com, then just let us know your notes, or you can comment on the video on YouTube when this is posted, or when you get this from wherever you get your favorite podcast, you can uh, leave a rating and a comment there. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, well, I guess uh, I'll that, catch you on the flip side. Huh? Yeah, that's it for me. <laughs> uh, that's it for me, Eric. And this is my host, my co-host, Colin. Good day, everybody. <laughs> and we'll see you in the next one. Have a good one, everyone.